Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight in my Talking Points, the arduous task of trying to get this country back on its feet after the coronavirus pandemic is not as hard fought as you might think. The three guidelines phases one, two, and three, as presented to the governors of every state in this country, give a clear and precise way of coming back to the workforce, of reopening the country gradually, carefully. But not every state is going to be able to open at the same time. The simple fact is, 
not every state is going to be prepared to open at the same time. There's going to have to be some openings that are sooner than later and vice versa. Now that I've brought that out, that's common knowledge by now, I'm sure, the other problem is the ongoing personal attacks by the Democrats against President Trump because they think he delayed in responding to the coronavirus situation. But as many are aware, and I'm sure you, America, are very much aware, he did not delay in his response. Not one bit. So let me take you on a little journey down memory lane. Not a big one, but big enough, where I think you'll find it almost incredible, almost impossible to believe that the Democrats didn't see this for themselves. But let's remember, they were consumed by their hatred for the president. And of course, they were consumed by their failure to get him out of office. So let's look at this logically. Going back to when the first case of coronavirus hit this country, Yes, it was maybe one, two, three cases. And then it started to increase. President Trump's response to close travel between China and the United States was necessary. A lot of Democrats are accusing him of being racist for doing so. They accuse him of being racist when the President of the United States used the term Chinese virus. Well, I got good news and bad news. Good news is it's not racist. Bad news is it came from China. And all the bleeding heart liberals out there need to understand that when you have a country that covers up, covers up something as incredibly fast traveling as coronavirus creating a global pandemic and not just a pandemic of measurable proportions here in America, but globally, as I said. Now, let's look at this also in the uh, timeline of how things happened. It became necessary after the travel ban between China and the United States, you know, going to and from was done that ultimately President Trump had to make a decision to shut down this country. Do I think it was wise to do that? At the time, I wasn't so sure. I had my doubts, and understandably so. But at the same time, you know, looking back, no, it was not a hasty decision. It had to be done. Just like going to and from China, the travel ban had to be done. So when President Trump referred to coronavirus at the time, and even more recent, as the Chinese virus or China virus, it's not that he was trying to be racist. He was stating what he felt 
to call it. He called it what it is. It's a virus that came from China. And now, as crazy as this is going to sound, Nancy Pelosi is like the mother of all stupidity. Going after President Trump, Pelosi, are you that naive? Are you that stupid as to think that your attacks against President Trump are going to do any good? Hey, let me remind America about something. You went on a late-night talk show, and you showed off these two stainless steel refrigerators, uh, freezers, uh, whatever, and you were bragging about your ice cream supply. Well, I'm sorry, Ms. Pelosi, but there are people in America today and even before the coronavirus pandemic in America that have been starving, living on the streets, many not by their own choosing. So I wonder, Ms. Pelosi, is it wise, is it politically correct I'm going to throw political correctness right back at you, you dumbass. Is it politically correct to, how shall I put it? Oh, yes. Pass the buck and blame on a president who has done everything humanly possible with his administration to do everything possible to help the American people during this global crisis. It is important to note, Ms. Pelosi, that there is someone running against you, a Republican, and I hope she beats you in November. I really do, because honestly, you are pathetic. Oh, and you're not alone in being pathetic. Jerry Nadler, who we haven't heard from, surprisingly, but we have heard briefly at times from Adam Schiffer-Brain's Schiff, who was so full of bullshit, it's coming out his ears. And you're full of bullshit. It's terrible when the truth comes out, doesn't it, Nancy? Well, nanny state Nancy needs to grow up from the neck up and be voted out of her office. Look, I'm not trying to be cruel, heartless, mean, and all that. God knows. I'm not trying to do that at all. But what I am concerned with is how this country has been upended by the Democrats. Oh, and to the Republicans in the Congress and the Senate, make sure that same-day voter registration and Vote by mail does not go into the next bill. Please. Every Democrat and every Republican, both in the Congress and the Senate, this bill, this next one, should be and solely about the coronavirus pandemic. No pork of any kind. I repeat, zero pork. It has to be pork-free. Any Republican and any Democrat unwilling to do that deserves to lose their seat. 
Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Nothing like a nice Monday night to bring everybody together. <laughs> Hello, America. George Sinzer, Firefox News Online. If you want to join me for discussions tonight, the number to call is 347-945-5747. Again, that's 347-945-5747. And... Uh, Trust me, it's going to be a really fun night tonight. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but see, I'm of the mindset that when you when you try to squeeze pork into a bill, you try to, you know, squeeze your agenda into a bill that has, you know, that is supposed to be there to protect the American people. Uh, And then you try to squeeze that pork in there, and you know what you end up getting for your trouble? A lot of grief. Now, I'm not one for saying I told you so, but when it comes to the Democrats now trying to tell pres- tell President Trump it was race. What you did was racist. China's not at fault. Really, the Democrats are trying to say that China didn't do this to the world. Well. How very interesting. How very interesting indeed. Because last time I checked, this Wuhan virus, this Chinese virus, this China-born virus, to be more precise, came from just there, China. So why is, why is, why are the Democrats so quick to say no? Why are they so quick to tell you Try and convince us that China's not to blame for the coronavirus. Know why? But it's starting to get on my last nerves. And, uh, 
I think it's time China took responsibility for what it's done to us. Because, sorry for yawning, folks. I can't stop the yawning. It's it, it's just not letting me do that. Which makes no darn sense because I'm I'm not tired. But this is just the beginning. This is only the beginning. I don't know. I'm not trying to figure this one out. I don't think I want to try because Democrats remind me of, I don't know, just, I don't know. Hey, Iggy, what's happening? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Communist News Network is reporting that Kim Jong-un is in bad shape after cardiovascular surgery. Well, not for anything, but I will not be shedding one bloody tear for that bastard. I've got Mike from Louisiana and, of course, Gunslinger from the Lone Star State joining me on the line. Gents, how you doing? Well, the the same reason why they can't admit where this thing is coming from, this uh, Chinese virus is coming from, is the same reason why they couldn't admit, what is it, a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever it was, that uh, MS-13 were our animals. You know, remember that whole controversy about them uh, about the president calling that gang animals, which is actually the truth. And they say, well, why are you calling them animals? In fact, Nancy Pelosi herself, as I call her, the mother of all fuckers, you know, uh, she said they have a spark of divinity in them, which is a argument for pro is a pro-life argument. But again, that's Nancy Pelosi saying that, and it's the same. I mean, this is, they can't admit things that are readily available to them, George. Like the fact that MS-13 is the gang. MS-13 is at or animals, and what we what we're talking about tonight. You know, that's the Democrats for you. They have trouble admitting things that are readily the truth. You know. That is a definite. Uh, You get no argument from me on that one. But what bothers me is that they're 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 trying to twist the facts to to suit to suit their agenda. Okay. Um, If you look at 
what they do, okay, If you look at what they do, lie, deceive, deceive, lie, same thing, basically. Uh, all the stuff that they, all the bullshit that they've put this man through and this country through, does it surprise anyone that they're going to attack President Trump because he dares call it, right, call it for what it is? Calls it like an umpire, like an umpire in baseball. No, I mean, again, they they refuse to admit things that he's he's basic, like you said, George. He is basically the umpire. I mean, where did this thing come from? Where did it start out? Where was the lab that this thing so-called escaped from? Where is that lab located? You know, that lab located in Wuhan, China, Wuhan province in China. So hence the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus. Back to you, George. Gunslinger, let me pose a question to you. Okay, let me pose a question. You're the President of the United States. You've done everything the same as Donald Trump has done so far. Everything you, everything you, have, you have done, everything you have put in place with the... With the Excuse me, Senori. Uh-oh. Damn it. It's annoying. Right in the middle of a fucking sentence I yawn. That's <laughs> terrible. No, it's it's not funny. It's terrible. Okay, let me try this again before I yawn again. <laughs> oh boy, I, I've said this so many times, folks. We try to have a little fun along the way, and sometimes it's unplanned. So, so we we have. Like I said, you're, you're you're in the president's position. You've done everything he, exactly the way he's done. I can't believe this shit. I tried to say it again, like you all again. <laughs> I am so not happy when that happens. I'm serious. Okay, I'm gonna try and get to this one more time. If this doesn't happen this time, I don't know what I, what else I can do. So, like I said, you've done everything President Trump has done. You've done everything that he's done with his administration. Everything he's done with the administration up to this point. You've got Nancy Pelosi, who has two big stainless steel refrigerators behind her on a talk show. And she's bragging about ice cream in her freezer. All the while, Congress doesn't go back into session until May knowing full well our nation is in dire straits. Now, all jokes aside, of course, 
Would you have handled it the same way President Trump has handled it up to this point in time? Uh, well, there's only one answer to that, and that's hell yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, what else can a man do with this? With this, I mean, he's done every possible thing. I don't see the dude must only get two hours sleep at night. Okay, boy, well, he's probably up all hours of the night. Now, he should—I uh, don't know if he has the power to order the Congress back into session. No, you are staying here. We've got a crisis in this country, and you're going to stay right here. Okay. And look at what he's done. I mean, Japan has, oh, shit. I would, literally, I would hate to be in his shoes. I really would. Even, even though that he's done all these great and wonderful things, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Okay? Because of the, oh, man, having to deal with, with these dumb fucks, I, it's a wonder he ain't pulling his hair out. Okay? Having to, the, the deal with these dumb fucks, you know, we talk about it, you know, every day, but we're not there. We're not right in, you know, face-to-face with these people. Okay, so, I mean, what else can you do, okay? Uh, China should have their ass whooped. Remember what I said, uh, North Korea used to be the most hated country on the planet. Now it's China, okay? All hands down on that one, okay? So, what... What else you can do? I mean, this stuff, we've never seen this. Mankind has never seen this before. Like this, okay? Shut the economy down. Well, back to idle almost. So they're going to have to do something. I mean, uh, first time I've ever heard of it, and I'm 56 years old, in the risk category, just like you, George, or, you know, everybody else is over 50, okay? Uh, this is amazing. Okay, to see a a bug, and I bet you they knew it. They knew it. Okay, but they're not going to admit to it, you know, because if they admit, admitted to it, they would have to admit to experimenting with that shit in unsafe conditions. Like I said, you cannot experiment with viruses and shit in your kitchen, for God's sakes. Okay. You have to have a level one bio lab. I mean, the most sophisticated thing to prevent something like this. Gee whiz, you think? Go ahead. <laughs> well, China may have a, have a problem on its hands when somebody, apparently, from what I understand, has come forward from China to tell exactly what's been going on over there. Florida, Florida, fucking row. Jeez. Huh? I was just, I was just saying because this is the fourth time that I've heard CareFlight fly over because I'm directly in line the flight from downtown Dallas at Baylor to Baylor in Waxahachie here. They fly right over the house. CareFlight, that air ambulance. This is the fourth time I've seen them fly. In the past five hours, I'm tripping. So that's odd. Hmm. To say the least. Well, 
I think what President Trump has done through all of this insanity, he has provided this country with information through the task force. He's provided information that saves lives. All right? He doesn't have to uh he doesn't have to justify his actions not to anyone. Well, the only people he really has to justify to is we the people. And everything he said, everything he has said has been straight up. He has not at any time said anything or done anything to warrant the kind of treatment he's been receiving. Okay? Pelosi, for what it's worth, has provided no justification for not having the Congress in session. None. Now, maybe it's just me, but I get the feeling Pelosi and friends are, uh, how shall I put it, they're waiting for another opportune moment to spring another impeachment and another Senate trial. Even through this coronavirus pandemic. Why do I get that gut feeling that's coming? Anybody want to comment on that thought? Well, because we knew it was all in the works, you know, before this whole thing got hot and heavy with the pandemic. You know, we knew after that last trial, we knew they were, one, looking for any reason to start proceeding, start investigations up again, and two, that they were going to have another, you know, another set of impeachment things, impeachment uh, articles, and another possible trial. We knew that. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. And then the and then the pandemic know. hit. Right. I mean. Are they crass enough to do it during this time of, you know, a national emergency? Yeah, they're that crass, you know. And they're that tone deaf, too. That's another thing. They're tone deaf. It's not only is it in the middle of a pandemic, but this is what? Late April, early May, and this is getting hot and heavy into campaigning season, right? So, so... I mean, 
this is a this is a point in the year when people actually do start to pay attention to this crap, you know. And and if they try and pull it now, and people are really paying attention to it, well, well, you know, as much as some people don't, but a lot of people will pay attention to it. So if they if they pull it now, I mean. What's it going to bode for them come November, you know, being so close to the election? Thank you, George. Well, there's, there's, there's still one underlying issue. You know, while we are months away from the November elections, the question becomes, do we have an election in November? Now, they've had primaries for the Democrats. Some of them didn't get done. I don't think any, I don't think, I think one or two may have, may have happened. But because of the coronavirus pandemic, people are openly concerned that they may not open the polls. Now, I, for one, Will not let. I will not let a thing like like this stop me from going on going out on election day. I'm not going to let this slow me down. Not now or in the future. Because I know that. It is, my, it is not just my civic duty to vote on Election Day. It is my constitutional and God-given right to vote for the person and or persons I believe are best suited to take the position. Now, Do I see a modified election day? Count on it. Are they going to have to open the polls longer than you than we've done in the past? I think that would be advisable. Allow voting till at least 11 p.m. Yes, it's going to mean it's going to take longer to find out who won the election, but with social distancing, with uh, having to wipe down everything. And they're going to have to wipe stuff down after every, after every person uses it, after every person uses the voting machine. Otherwise, they're going to, they're going to have to do one, one better. The person could go to one of those private cubicles, you know, with the dividers up, cast their ballots, hand it to an election to an election pollster, and the pollster runs it through the machine. And the voter can stand there and watch as they do it, right in front of them. This way, you know, they know that their vote has been cast. That's just one that just that's just an idea that, you know, comes to the top of my head. 
So, I don't know. What, what do you think, Mike? Do you think that that would be a, a viable option? Or two possibilities? One, constantly cleaning the machines, you know, wiping them down. Or two, handing the ballots to the to the pollster, you know, to the person at the polling place, one of the election officials, and have them right in front of you put your ballot through the machine. I, you know what, I, I, I'd stick with the first first one because I don't, I don't trust anybody with my vote but me. You know. Okay. Uh, you know that's, that's understandable. That uh, I feel the same way. You know. And look, here's another thing they could do here, and it is this: is that, and I know, I know it costs a little bit of money, but have some, you know, have some gloves out there, you know, like rubber gloves or something out there to put on people's hands. Therefore, you know, we know people are going to be wearing masks, or some people will. You know, I haven't, I went out a couple of times, I haven't wear, worn a mask, but, you know, uh, you know, have some gloves there or whatever to put on your hands so that you're not, you don't, you don't need to be touching the thing, you know, and they don't need to be constantly going in there to touch it or just flat out say, all right, we're going to go to the paper ballots, you know. If you not if you don't do that now, if they do that, that uh, that could open you up to voter fraud. And we know that this is going to be this in certain places. This this election is going to be rife with voter fraud because that's the Democrats. That's what they do, you know. Well. You get no argument out of me on the voter fraud thing, because we know that that's a possibility. Even with the, um, you know, even even with the the the, the, the paper ballots. By the way, uh, I would I, I I think of them as cardstock. But the um, the ballots that you that you fill out at the bo- at the, bo- the vote. Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. My tongue was blocking the eye teeth, and I couldn't see what I'm saying. Uh, the the cards. It's 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 not paper. It's more like cardstock at the at the uh, voting booth. But, you know, still, and I agree, you know, I feel the same way. I'd rather put it through the machine myself. Uh, providing latex gloves for every voter, not a, that's not even a possible solution. I'll tell you that right now. Do you know how many cases of latex gloves they would have to, they would have to literally have on hand? Think about it. Mm-hmm. Where would they put them all? And not many voting places are the size of, say, um, 
of the high school gymnasium. Some are no bigger than my living room. And I ain't got a very big living room. What do you think, gun? Wipe down machines every after every use? Or have an, a, an election official put your ballot in for you right in front of your face? So you hand it to them, they put it in the machine. It goes from... From you to them, and then the and right into the machine. Would I mind that? No. Mm-hmm. Which would, which option would would you rather see them do? A. Wipe down the machines after every ballot cast. Or B. You fill out the ballot like you would. As you always as you always do, even in the first option. And instead of you putting it through the machine, give it to the election official, and right in front of you, they put the, the ballot, your ballot in the machine. You're standing right there watching them until it's until it's cast. Yeah, I mean, given the coronavirus. Everybody had, yeah, everybody would have to wear gloves. The election official there, let them slide it in there, and you say stand there and watch. I mean, way obviously. Yeah, you got to. Problem with that. I mean, hell, that's the way I voted in 2016. I didn't go vote. I, I did by mail. I just called the county elections department down here and said, send me a ballot. You did it by absentee ballot. Yeah, absentee, yeah. And basically the same thing by mail. I mailed it back. So, And I called them, make sure, did you receive it? Blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, yes, we got it. Logged in. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I, for one, if I, I've never, I have never, in all my voting years, did a absent. I've never done absentee ballots. Okay, not once. I may have missed a vote because I was sick, but I would never. I've never done absentee ballots, and only for one reason. I usually lived right near the polling place. This year, unless they say there's, you have to vote by absentee ballot, I'll go to the polls. I'll, 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 I'll wear a makeshift mask. I've got latex gloves in my first aid kit, and I'll do that. I'll make damn sure I'm there when the polls first open. That way I can get in and out. Now I've got a clip here I'm going to play in a second. In fact, I've got a couple of clips I'm going to be playing. Um... Now, the first one has to do with the mass protests that are going on, and they're starting to get pretty heavy, heavy duty. They are. And Facebook is going to take that, said they will take down 
any information about protests from their from their system. So, like, if you post a uh, uh, if you post something about protesting to reopen to reopen the state where you live, oh no, Facebook doesn't want you doing. You can't do that. Facebook says that's a slap on the wrist. We'll take it. We will remove it for you. They won't block it. They won't cover it up in any way. They will just outright take it down. And I know that on Wednesday, April 22nd, in Albany, New York, there's going to be a protest. Why? Because I saw the I saw the card for it. And... Uh, As a matter of fact, I can now this is really, really strange. Thought I had something set for that. Okay. Oops. Might help if I uh, open it first. Before I try to show it first, I'm going to show on. I'm, I'm going to. I'll send the, the link to the Mixler chat room in a second. But I want you to. I'm, I'm also going to show this on the video platforms. So here is the link to the screen capture. So I wanted to make sure I grabbed it in case it, it just in case it got taken down. <laughs> All right, and now, folks, I will show you exactly what I'm talking about. All right. And... Here it is. Oh, this is nice. I'm trying to uh, show this, and i got to make some adjustments. There. Now, folks, what you're seeing on your screen... is called Operation Gridlock. Those of you listening by the internet radio system, Operation Gridlock reopened New York. New York State Capitol Building, Albany, New York, from 12 noon Eastern Time to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And there is a Facebook page, Reopen NY. This is going. This is going to take place in New York State's Capitol building, at the New York State Capitol building in Albany, New York, on April twenty second. Look, I know everybody's getting antsy, you know, because we're all cooped up and everything else, and you are probably feeling a bit of cabin fever.
but all the cabin fever in the world isn't going to change the fact that <clears throat> going up there, you know, could land you in a whole peck of trouble. You know how Governor Dumbass here in New York is. I mean, yes, I understand the protests. But I think caution is the is the best action word there is. Play it safe, be cautious. But let me get this clip in motion here. Protesters will swarm Pennsylvania's capital today to rally against the current lockdown restrictions. This as the state's governor, Tom Wolf, outlines his plan for the future. We need to start talking about reopening. All of us are anxious to reopen. Unfortunately, we cannot flip a switch. So let's focus on things that are productive to save lives and get our economy back on track when the time is right in a measured way. So as other states across the nation enter phase one of reopening, Pennsylvania Congressman Dan Muser joins us with where his state stands. Good morning, Congressman. How are you? Good morning, Carly. All right. So there's a lot of anxious people in Pennsylvania ready to get back to work. Do you agree with those who are saying enough is enough? Let's start the economy now. You know, many people in Pennsylvania feel their freedoms as well as their livelihood is being taken from them. Uh, to engage in, frankly, a, a very much of an arbitrary and capricious choosing who stays open based upon what products they make or, or what services they provide, uh, frankly, is the wrong path. I completely understand the, our governor's intent, uh, but the results are, are far different. Uh, what things should be based upon is safe working conditions. And any business, regardless of what they make or produce or the service they provide, should be able to stay viable as long as they follow very safe uh, and uh, safe working standards. And that's what, where the criteria should be. And the private sector needs a seat at the table. People don't feel as if they've got any, any uh, say in this. And, and you know what? The private sector, if they're asked, has a lot of answers on how to accomplish this because they want to look after their employees and keep them in a safe environment while their business can survive. Mm. Sir, about 16, almost 16 billion of the Paycheck Protection Program so far has been approved in your state, uh, and right. one and a half million people have filed for unemployment, uh, which is almost, uh, I think, one in five people of working age in yeah. that state. Uh, your state took it further uh, than the federal guidelines as far as the lockdown right. went. Was that a bad move? Uh, well, I, I, I think so. Again, I think the intent was fine, but to go to some undefined interpretation of what life-sustaining is versus essential, yeah. uh, let everyone in a, in a very precarious position, everyone meaning small businesses, they didn't know whether or not they fulfilled that eligibility or not. And we went through some, some extensive waiver programs and, and, um, and seeking uh, appeals. It was, look, it was, it was added pain that was really not necessary, and, and that's very unfortunate. Um, again, what we need is just uh, safety standards that exist for all, and the people would live with that. And again, the people need a seat at the table. But too often these, these big government plans are, are made in, 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 in a conference room right. in the Capitol, and it, it needs to be far more inclusionary. And now then let's throw on it 
Speaker Pelosi decides that we need uh, to add to the PPP well beyond just increasing the funding, and that may or well not be, be uh, a bad thing. But what is a very bad thing is that the Paycheck Protection Plan, because of this, was delayed. There was no reason at all that this, the PPP would have passed by unanimous consent seven or eight days ago, minimizing disruption to small business. Um, it would have, would have continued just when banks and small businesses were accessing. This is when the government right. once again comes in and uh, uh, causes undue yes. unnecessary. You know, Congressman, actually, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I do want to ask you about the PPP just really quickly. Do you think that something's going to get passed this week? Yes, we do. We had a conference meeting last night, and it looks it looks good. Uh, it looks like we're going we, we are going to Washington, and we will be debating. Um, and it is it, it's for hospitals. I mean, it's for testing. Um, it's it's an increase of the PPP. It's also an increase in the IDLE program, the SBA loan program. So it's all things that, that that frankly I agree with and are necessary. But again, we could have increased the PPP last week right. and right. done all this. This coming week, yeah. it's, it's got to be done soon. And put on people. Congressman, right. thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. All right. <clears throat> so, based on what you heard on that clip, talk to me. Hmm. That was interesting, to say the least. Again, that guy, um, I guess he gets it right in, in bits and pieces, but it's, it's again, one of these things where uh, when, when, he, when he's talking, you're saying, okay, I agree with that, I agree with that, but this here over here, you know, I just can't agree with it. Yeah. You know, I like most of what he said, but again, I just don't know about him. Back to you, George. Well, something tells me where President Trump's going to hear an earful from the Democrats. Gunslinger just posted this in the uh, Mixler chat room. President Trump posted this on Twitter. In light of the attack from the invisible enemy, as well as the need to protect the jobs of our great American citizens, I will be signing an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration into the United States. Oh, boy. Democrats are getting fueled by fire on this on the, uh, with that one. They gonna shit well, I, a brick, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a little bit. I mean, <laughs> not long, maybe. Besides, I think he's doing the right thing. Oh, absolutely! Hell yeah, yeah, he's doing the right thing. I mean, you know, he's he's trying the economy going again. We can't have these idiots coming in from across the border and every place else, okay? Two reasons. Number one, to, to stop the spread of the bug, okay, because you know they could be bringing it in too. And the two, they take the Americans' jobs that the Americans need. 
it's America first. That's what he's that's what he's always said. Americans come first. Okay. So he has to. <clears throat> I mean, I would do the exact same thing because if if they don't get things kind of moving and keep these people out, okay. Uh, it's unfortunate that Ron's Rex crash may come true. Okay, if this, you can't stagnate this economy because well, everything's yeah, yeah. got to move. Everything's, you know, I told you before that was last week. I read where they're they're the farm the dairy farmers are dumping over three million gallons of milk a day out on the ground, out on the ground. Okay, because the schools are closed. The restaurants are closed. Nobody has a, has a demand for milk now. You can't shut a fucking cow off from producing milk. Okay, well, I guess you kill it, but yeah, otherwise. But, you know, you've got to do something. I mean, it's – and, yeah, he's he's absolutely correct. You know, go ahead. Okay, first of all, my mother used to tell me growing up, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it, and the consequences <laughs> of your wish – may hurt you more than anyone else. <clears throat> See, what, 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 uh, what our friend Ron doesn't understand is we're, not, we're nowhere near, near, we're not near an economic collapse. If that were to happen, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, I would, I, I'm not joking here. I'm deadly serious. Every single Missouri resident should, come, should swarm his, his property Throw him the fuck out of it and take it over and say, you asked for it, you got it. Now we've got an, now our economy's collapsed. Now you go out there and suffer. See what people don't understand is we're not there's we're not anywhere near what the Great Depression was. And what really pisses me off is every time I turn around, that bullshit gets brought here. That bullshit gets sent over there. That bullshit goes on that side of the street. That bullshit goes on that side of the road. And you know what? That's what it is. Bullshit. Well, Ron wants it so are... bad, he better, pray, he, he, better, he better find a way to avoid the consequences. Because <clears throat> well, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll hit him first. Oh, yeah. That, that's definitely I'm true. But, yeah, but there are signs <laughs> of it doing because I just seen a, I just seen the thing from Newsmax or something, gasoline prices hit zero dollars a barrel, zero dollars a barrel. Not this country. I just, I'm afraid so. Yep. I mean, I just I just seen it. I just Newsmax. I just seen it while ago. Google it, I guess. But this was Newsmax or one of them. Then and the gasoline <clears throat> at the pump should be free of charge. Well, I don't know. You tell me. That's what it said. Zero price for barrel right well, now. That's just one outlet saying that. Okay. Well, didn't find out, but that was kind if of shocking. They would even say that. See, in the country, start saying it, <clears throat> then there's something to it. But if only one saying it, I don't know. That's kind of fifty-fifty. No, more like fifty-fifty. Right. I saw, I saw something about. <clears throat> Minus thirty-seven bucks. I'm talking yeah. forty against. You know, or something to that effect. You know, I, I don't know where I saw it. I can't remember where I saw it, but I did see something about minus thirty-seven dollars a barrel. Some, I don't know, some, some off the wall price. You know, 
per 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 barrel, you know, for a gallon of gas or whatever, or or a you know barrel of oil, whatever it was. So yeah. Getting all kinds of reports of this, George. And they say something about the oil futures. About the oil futures. Right. <clears throat> That's what Newsmax is talking about. The oil futures. Futures. <clears throat> Obviously, okay. it's not that. That's let the me, future let me, prediction, let me, I guess. Let me give you something to think about. Okay. When it comes to the to the stock market futures. Which, by the way, the oil prices are are part of the stock market futures. All right, that's just a prediction. That's a prediction, but also there are markets that open overnight. But the price per barrel in for America, not OPEC, is what I'd be looking at. Now, I'm looking this up right now. Current price of oil. Current price of oil in the United States. Okay. I can get it to open here. Uh, well, they went up three dollars and seventy-seven cents. Last time I heard it was somewhere in twenty-four dollars or something like that. That's the last time I heard. It says here, West Texas intermediate, intermediate crude at the U.S. benchmark traded as low as forty dollars and thirty-two cents a barrel. That's that's pretty low. <laughs> pretty low, <clears throat> which is good. Makes the gas prices at the pump cheaper. But you know, well, according to MarketWatch.com, who may have gotten crushed or won big? By the historic plunge below zero dollar a barrel for oil? That said with a question mark. Okay. The unprecedented move in the oil contract now has investors wondering if one or more big energy players or speculators has been left holding on to sizable losses as the May as the May West Texas intermediate crude contract closed Monday trade at negative $37.63 barrel marking an eye an eye popping one day drop of $55.90 or 306% according to the Dow jo- the Dow Jones market data Why did that? Oh, okay. Putting it in reader mode so I can read it better. 
The size of the move in in May WTI implies one of two things: either forced P&L pain or a massively negative forecast about the outlook of, for crude inventories. Wrote researchers at Bespoke <coughs> Investment Group in a Monday research note referring to financial statements that would show an investor's profit or losses during a given period. Now, on Monday, traders with long positions scrambled to get out amid a fear that it would be difficult to find a place to park physical oil amid a rising glut of crude. Idiosyncrasies in the price of the May contract which expires at the end of trade on Tuesday, should come as no surprise because contracts that are about to roll off or expire tend to converge toward the prices for contracts for future months and therefore see volatile action action near their expiration. However, the yawning chasm between the May contract and those for future months this time around due to rapidly decreasing prices to store oil, resulting in a historic premium between the front month contract and oil across the coming months, amplified moves on Monday in the WTI contract for May delivery. Now, some investors speculated that the rapid descent in the final hour of trade may have been the result of a trader unwinding their May contract and rapidly rolling into the June contract, which finished Monday down a comparatively sedate $4.60 or 18%. To settle at $20.43 a barrel. However, given that the decline was so close to the expiration for May contract, most of the pain or benefits in the case of a short investor was likely felt by a small number of speculative investors rather than a big player experts are estimating. Bespoke put it this way. We can't be sure how much damage the $40 slide in WTI did to leverage players in the spot physical oil in the physical oil markets. But we can say with confidence that today's price declines in June contracts down 17.4% caused more aggregate profit and loss pain than the May collapse into negative territory. Indeed, trading volumes for May contracts were relatively muted compared against the most active June contract based on volume, the number of contracts that changed hands and open open interest, which reflects the number of active contracts. All 
Right. You want to know what the Bible? You know what the, all this gobbledygook to some may, may you know what all this means? Yes, it's gone down, but there's going to be an up curve. Don't forget, we're going into the spring and summer months now. The need for crude oil is not going to be as high a demand in the spring and summer as it will become the winter months. So expect expect oil prices to start going up again very soon after the last day of, of summer. Or even during the summer months. They, it may happen one or two months from now. There's no way of guaranteeing that it won't. Now, does that equate into one of Ron Rex's pet, pet, uh, pet uh, Christmas wishes? Economic collapse? <clears throat> no. What it does represent is a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, something that a lot of us in America have hoped would happen back in the 70s. That we would have a huge Hockton surplus. And we do have that now. Guys, for decades, America depended on <coughs> OPEC paying through the fucking nose. Now we've got it. And we could sell some of it off if there's way too much of it. <clears throat> That's not, that would be a problem. And that would help our economy. Question becomes who can they sell it to safely? Okay. So, right now, what Ron Reck calls for as far as an economic collapse, he can sit there and say, oh, no, it won't hurt me at all. It won't affect me at all. It ain't going to happen. I'll be be fine. It's y'all that are going to be up the creek without a paddle. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but he'll he'll, he'll be the worst hit of all. You can laugh and joke about it all once, but he's the one. He's the one that likes to get the hardest. You know, I look at it like this, George. I don't know who bottomed out yet on the price, you know, on whatever. But I think we're close to the bottom. And like you said, the up curve is coming. In in, In this particular part of the market, the up curve is coming. And if you own stock in... ExxonMobil or one of these places, you know, you're going to make a killing because, or if you're going to buy stock, you buy stock in the oil, in the energy sector, in the oil sector, and and you're going to make a killing because the the price is going to go up soon, you know. That's, That's the way things work. Right now, yes, our economy is hurting. No doubt in my mind. But here's something that, that, that we need to, to focus on. Now, Ron, Ron, Ron probably is of the mindset that people are fucking stupid for wanting to reopen the economy. That's because he wants that economic collapse that he keeps praying for. 
<clears throat> but reality <laughs> is going to set in. We have to open up the economy. Whether we do it now or we, or we wait two, three months down the road, we have to open this country back up. Now, is it going to happen all the way across America at the same time? Fuck no. And it shouldn't. Because there are going to have to be some changes made. You know? When I went shopping last, they had protective, they had a protective, uh, they had protective uh, barricades up. Clear, uh, clear plexiglass uh, uh, partitions between the register operator and you. Why would they do that? Protecting themselves. So a lot of businesses that you know where you have to go up to the register to pay for something are going to have to do similar actions. The post office put up clear plastic, much like the supermarkets did, to protect their employees. They put down striped barrier tape, telling you where you could, telling you, showing you exactly where to stand. Social distancing is going to have to be maintained for a long time. But the country does have to open up. Now, do I think these protests are, are a wise thing to be to be pulling right now? Smart, a smart man would not go out there and protest knowing that there's, there's an active virus going around. A smart man would also go out there wearing the mask, wearing the, the latex gloves, and do whatever it takes, you know, and, and social distance, but still hold the protest. Because we still have that First Amendment right to, 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 to peaceably assemble. We still have the right to bring forth our grievances. Do I do I do I think that uh, maybe they should hold off on something like this? Hard to say. But guys, come on! Only a fool. Only a fool would want to hold off on, open, on reopening the country. Done gradually, carefully, in, especially in some of the states that weren't hit that hard or hardly at all. Yeah. But you've got to have the guidelines in place in order to guarantee a safe startup. Once you get a few states up and running, you do that. But here's the thing. States that decide not to open, they want to continue the stay-at-home order stuff and then prevent people from, from traveling from one state to the other, I'll tell you what. Between you, me, and the four winds, <clears throat> Any governor says we can't, you know, you, you have to so you have to quarantine for 14 days. 
or any governor that goes to an extreme that says you can't come in what you can't even come in well then that's that's interfering with interstate commerce and that's against the law you know well that's not only against the law it's against the constitution okay you can't do that it's like these governors that you know that tells you, you know, well, you got to stay in your house and all this. You can't make people do that. Now, in China, you can make people do that because they're a dictatorship. <laughs> okay, good for us. We got that little piece of paper called the Constitution. And we're not a dictatorship. Okay, um, the smart thing to do is to, you know, stay in place. And for the big states like New York, they should be stay. They should just close down even longer. Because look at the population, okay? Uh, the little states, yeah, let them go ahead and you know start bringing things back up a little bit at a time. But like I said, you can't—they got to do something, okay? Uh, keep the school, schools closed, okay? That's probably another option. Probably going to have to do that because even it may not affect school children, but when the school children go home and they love on mommy and daddy, and mommy and daddy goes loves on their mommy and daddy, you see the point. It could spread that way too, but they got to do to get the thing back running because, like I said, if it if they don't and they stay closed like it like it is right now, well, Ron Rex will get his his economic collapse because if the economy will collapse at that point, okay, they, there's no and if or buts about it, okay. If we don't keep get the get the dairy farmers back to produce well they're producing milk, they nobody goddamn buying it. Like I said last week, you know, I read where they were just pouring three million gallons of of milk out on the ground daily. Nobody's fucking buying it because there's no school. The restaurants are closed down, so there's no there's no market for it. And same way with the fresh produce and everything. Uh, restaurants and and you name it are not getting the not needing the food right now. Okay. So that's got to change. That's got to be kicked in the ass and started up again. Because if it goes down any further, you will have you will hit bottom. That's just exactly what happened, you know, in the 1920s, 30s, or whatever. Okay, so they got to do something. Okay, it, it cannot stay idle like this. And where are you going to get the money to pay for all this? Look at the airlines; they, they're down 80 percent now. That's going to take two or three years to recover. Okay, just them alone. Okay. That's not including the cruise ships and, you know, flying, getting all over the world and all this good stuff. The whole world economy has been hit by this shit. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, my 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 gut feeling is that if you're going to, you know, when someone does what Ron does, calling for this uh, collapse nonsense, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I just I I disagree with, with with calling for something like that, or wishing for something like that, because what's going to happen? It's going to be guys like him who have more to lose. They're going to be the hardest hit. He may not. He and others like him may not believe that. They may, they know they're, they're the kind of person that will not want to hear that. But 
That's the reality. So whether whether or not whether he likes it or not, I got my gut feeling is that there's not going to be this. Uh, Buku collapse like he like he's talking about. Well, we're going to be hurting financially, but we're not. The economy's not going to collapse entirely because if that happens, everybody's affected, him included. And I just don't. I really don't see it happening right away, if at all. We, since the since the Great Depression of the 1930s, this country has made great strides in making sure that that doesn't happen ever again. And necessity being the mother of invention, you watch. The American people will find a way. This country is the people of this country have always done that. They will find a way. No doubt about it. Now, we we heard about this uh, this um, video platform, this video conferencing platform called Zoom, and that it come that it that it's a company based in China, right? Let me ask you folks something. How many of you out there have TikTok in your cell phones? Well, if you do, you might want to listen to this. TikTok was the most downloaded app of 2019, more than any other app in the country. More teenagers are on TikTok now than use Facebook. It counts millions and millions and millions of Americans as users. But it is owned by a Chinese company that includes Chinese Communist Party members in leadership. And it is required under Chinese law to share user data with Beijing. And TikTok has admitted that it has sent user data to China. To put it bluntly, this is a major security risk for the American people. And what kind of data is TikTok collecting as it runs on our phones? A heck of a lot more than you would think. Images, of course, that users post, but TikTok also collects information about the messages that you send, about the apps that you use, the other apps on your phone. It collects the sites that you visit. It collects your search history. It collects your keystrokes. It collects your location data. It stores all of this and maybe lots, lots more. And I can tell you, as the father of two small children, uh, who already have many of their friends on social media, even though they're quite young, I find this absolutely horrifying, and we know that it's a national security risk. Since our last hearing on this subject, the Pentagon, the Department of State, the Department of Homeland Security, and the TSA have all banned their employees and service members from using TikTok on government devices. In fact, the Pentagon even went so far as to say that employees should have their children uninstall TikTok from their personal devices. That's pretty extraordinary. 
but actually it's only prudent. And that's why today I'm announcing I will introduce legislation to ban the use of TikTok by all federal employees on all federal government devices. This is a necessary step to protect the security of the United States and the data security of every American. So this lawmaker is looking to uh, put down, to write legislation that would prohibit federal employees from having such a program in their on their smartphones and so forth and calling on government employees to have their children remo- you know have their children take TikTok out of their phones uh, he says is the is prudent well i think when it comes to when it comes to Beijing getting getting our personal information, our personal data, right out of our phones. Uh, no. I'm very glad I don't have TikTok because TikTok is a ticking time bomb. And you just heard what what the man said. Gun, what do you say? Well, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we've already seen how a lying little bastard China is, okay? And do you, we really want them to know everything about us like that? It should be it should be banned in the United States, okay? Not only just on government devices, but all across. That's you know because that's you got you, a lot of people do their banking on on their phone and and credit card information and all that shit. Um, luckily, I don't have it on my phone because I don't have internet on my phone because I don't need it. But for the people that do have it on their phone, and it, it's basically spying on you, you know? Getting all you see and what else, where you're going online. And, no. The U.S. government does that enough. We damn sure don't need Chinese uh, being a peeping Tom. <laughs> or a peeping chink. Peeping chink. There we go. Good. Well, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> my personal business, on, what's on my cell phone, is nobody's business but mine. They don't need to know who I talk to. They don't need to know what about. They don't need to see my pictures, any documents I have on there. None of that shit. But, you know. Anybody who's got, if if there's anybody out there, if you or your kids have TikTok on your phones, delete it immediately. Because Beijing knows every move you make. And I'm sorry. Beijing doesn't need to know what Americans are doing. Now, President Trump, and speaking of China, Republicans are close to reaching an agreement with Democrats on another COVID-19 stimulus package. 
Now, according to this, President Trump confirmed Republicans are close to reaching a multi-billion dollar deal with Democrats on another coronavirus stimulus package. The president made that announcement during a White House briefing on Sunday. The deal, which is estimated at around $450 billion, calls to renew $300 billion in funds for the Paycheck Protection Program. This program ran out of money last week. The deal would also boost spending for hospitals and coronavirus testing by roughly $100 billion and appropriates additional funds for the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Emergency Advance Program. We're also looking at helping our hospitals and our rural hospitals who have been hurt very badly. The rural hospitals for a long time have not been treated properly, said the president. We're looking, at, we're looking to help them and beyond, so we're looking at hospitals also as part of the package. Now, president, now the president went on to say, there's a possibility a deal could be made as early as Monday. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said Sunday that his hopeful, he's hopeful an agreement could be reached soon so the House and Senate could pass the bill this week. Now, in a related China story, just to give you a little extra inform a little extra china story information here president trump says that china could face consequences for the outbreak now china may face consequences for its role in the coronavirus pandemic on saturday president trump said china could be punished if it's determined that the country knowingly res- was knowingly responsible for the outbreak and didn't take measures to control it. China has claimed to have less than 4,700 coronavirus deaths. Both China and the World Health Organization have vouched for the credibility of these numbers, despite U.S. reports that alleged otherwise. However, President Trump's administration believes the country underreported those numbers. There is, n- there is never an excuse to not share information stated Dr. Deborah Bricks, when you, are at, when you are the first country to have an outbreak, you really have a moral obligation to the world to not only talk about it, but provide that information that's critical to the rest of the world to really respond to this credibly. The White House is currently investigating how the outbreak began, President Trump announced, we are doing a very thorough examination of this horrible situation that happened. And no ways in the chat room saying, Dems be like, no, not until we get funding for all our illegal slush funds run by other countries. Ooh, ouch, kabibble. That sounds that that pretty much sounds like a, the way a Democrat would whine. You know, it's no surprise there. 
And, of course, with the constant back and forth over the weekend between Trump and Pelosi, Pelosi's got more egg on her face than, 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 than an egg sandwich. So, Democrats aren't looking too good right now. But, um... There are two states, I just happened to see this, there are two states, mm, maybe, maybe three states, that are announcing plans to reopen some businesses wind and wind down coronavirus stay-at-home orders. We'll get to that in just a moment. Gunslinger? So, President Trump is saying that uh, China could face consequences for not doing what's right, you know, by not saying anything about this coronavirus, how it got out, the whole nine yards, and so on and so on. And yet the Democrats are saying, if I heard correctly and if I read correctly, they're saying China's not to blame. How are they not to blame? Go ahead. Gun. Hmm. All right. Well, Gunslinger has disappeared on us. His line is still avail is still open, but he disappeared. So what I will do is I will take this moment to uh, take an impromptu break. We'll be right back. Okay, kids, gather around. I know we haven't discussed this in a while, but uh, who remembers where we're all going to meet in case of an emergency? Um, I do. Grand Central Station. Times Square. No, silly. Higher ground. Where's that? The mountains, son. But we live in the city. Hmm, right. Good point. What about supplies and all that other stuff? Ah, don't you even worry. Your mom has all those canned beets somewhere in the apartment. Oh, I just remembered. I also have canned cocktail onions. What about water? We have a few gallons stored in the basement. But we don't have a basement. He means that storage unit. Where's that? 32nd and 7th. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. What time's the game on? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. A public service announcement brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We, we were, were able to get in touch with each other in no had time. No idea how to find each other. My, My husband, husband kept the kids occupied. Our son, but 
There was no reception. Everything was down. I, I felt, felt like, like we handled everything crying, very well. I had to try and stay calm. The, the whole experience, experience was fine. was the most frightening 10 hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of, of like, like a little family adventure. Every hopes will never happen to her. I remember, I remember the, the relief of being together. I realized together. he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one, one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm and keep to message. the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Visit nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. There I was in my business suit, all dressed up, just uptight as I could possibly be. And I don't remember much of what was said at that first AA meeting. It was more the feeling of the meeting itself. That's what has kept me going. I know it works, and I see the people ahead of me with more sobriety. I see how happy they are, and I want that. I want that too. And what I notice about AA is it sort of helps me to relax and learn to really be happy with my sobriety. It's a richer life to live. That's exactly what Alcoholics Anonymous does. It teaches us how to live without drinking. It teaches us how to have fun and really enjoy life without drinking. This program's given me the good life. The only good life I've ever known. Alcoholics Anonymous. It works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or AA.org. Cyberbullying is real. It happens online, in emails, chat rooms, and over IM. And although it may seem like something that is inevitable, or happens all the time, there is something you can do about it. To stop an internet bully, simply delete their messages and never forward them on. Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information on how to stop cyberbullying, visit www.ncpc.org. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, the Ad Council, and Firefox News Online.
Are you ready? Are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Listening to the most powerful radio broadcast anywhere. Firefox News Online. The FFNOP Radio Network. 347 945 5747. We're back. Lines are open. Broadcasting from New York, the Empire State. You're listening to Firefox News Online. Okay, we're back here at the broadcast. Sorry about that. I had to take an impromptu break. Gun, are you there finally or what? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I try. I was calling on you about three or four minutes ago, and you weren't there. Oh, I step out. So you didn't hear anything I brought up before the break. Probably mm. not. <laughs> Reader version. Reader digest version. There were two. There were two stories I brought up, and for me to do the Reader's Digest now, I'd have to go back and and pull it and find them stories again. No, it doesn't matter. I'll just move right along. You brought this up in the chat room. Trump to suspend immigration into the United States by executive order amid coronavirus. President Trump announced late Monday he will soon sign an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration into the United States in what appeared to be a drastic escalation of his efforts to fight the coronavirus pandemic and boost the economy. The declaration came hours after U.S. equity markets plunged, with oil prices turning negative for the first time in history. Also, On Monday, three states, Georgia, Tennessee, and South Carolina, revealed plans to begin reopening some businesses. In light of the attack from an invisible, from the, try again, George. In light of the attack from the invisible enemy, as well as the need to protect the jobs of our great American citizens, I will be signing an executive order to temporarily suspend immigration into the United States. This is what the president tweeted. The precise contours of the president's planned executive order were not immediately clear, 
The White House did not immediately elaborate on Trump's tweeted announcement. Representative Paul Gosser, Republican from Arizona, applauded the policy and suggested it should continue indefinitely. Tweeting, thank you at real Donald Trump, he wrote, all immigration to the United States should halt until every American who wants a job has one. Given tens of millions of Americans are out of work right now, and we're battling a virus that spreads through human-to-human transmission, I am dying to hear one coherent argument against this, wrote Spectator USA's Washington editor, Amber Affey. Representative Don Bayer, Democrat from Virginia, meanwhile, said Trump was looking for someone to blame for his own failure. Here it comes, folks. The Democrats usually playing the blame game, as always. Immigration has nearly stopped, and the U.S. has far more cases than any other country, Bayer wrote, without adjusting his, his statistics to consider the larger sorry without adjusting his statistics to a, to consider the larger population in the United States this is just xenophobic scapegoating senator kamala harris a democrat from california added trump failed to take this crisis seriously from day 1 Democratic BS lines, folks. His abominant his his abandonment, sorry, of his role as president cost lives. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now he's shamelessly politicizing this pandemic to double down on his anti-immigrant agenda. Enough, Mr. President. The American people are fed up. No, my dear Miss Harris, you're, you and your fellow Democrats are fed up because you can't nail this, this poor guy with anything. So you call him xenophobic, racist, and all this other bullshit. And that's exactly what it is, bullshit. I read on. Due to the pandemic, almost all visa processing... Sorry. Almost all visa processing by the State Department, including immigrant visas, has been suspended for weeks. The U.S. recently agreed with both Canada and Mexico to extend border restrictions on non-essential travel for another 30 days. through May 16th and May 19th, respectively. And the president already has blocked most travel from other hotspots, including most of Europe, Iran, South Korea, and China. However, people with temporary work visas, students, and business travelers were exempted, along with emergency personnel. More than 750,000 Americans have come down with COVID-19, and more than 42,000 have died. On Monday, the U.S. government said it will continue to quickly expel migrants it encounters along the border with Mexico 
for at least another month in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Under the U.S. policy, under the U.S. policy change spurred by the virus, the U.S. government has sent more, sent some 10,000 Mexicans and Central Americans back to Mexico, according to data from the U.S. Border Patrol. Immigration and Customs Enforcement says that more than 100 migrants at 25 detention centers have tested positive for COVID-19. Guatemala claims that 44 migrants deported from the U.S. tested positive. Damn. Seems like every five seconds, folks, I'm yawning. Monday's immigration suspension was likely to draw legal challenges and reignite an already heated debate over travel restrictions. On January 31st, President Trump issued the proclamation on suspension of entry as immigrants and non-immigrants of persons who pose a risk of transmitting 2019 novel coronavirus, blocking most travel from China. And at the time, Democrats Democrats harshly criticized the move. Within hours, Joe Biden campaigned in Iowa and told the crowd that Americans need to have a president who they can trust what he says about it, that he is going to act rationally about it. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria and xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, and fear-mongering to lead the way instead of science. Months later, Biden said he supported the China travel ban. Yeah, right. Because he saw he saw that by doing so was the right thing to do and his and his completely asinine attack of the president was well to say the least just that asinine. What do you think, Gun? Well, coming from Sleepy Joe, what do you expect? And and the Democrats in general, you know. Oh no, we can't have that. We can't have that ban. No, 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 no. A month later, he agrees with it. You stupid motherfucker. If that ain't, I don't. Man, these people absolutely amaze me. Okay. They. What do you? What do you? What do you want to do? Just open arms. Bring all these motherfuckers over here. No, sorry. I think we ought to give the fucking Statue of Liberty back to the fucking French. You know, what does it says? You know, bring your poor and your sick and all this. Bullshit. You go home. Let your own country take care of you. I mean, wouldn't we be the, the police of the world and the doctors of the world, okay? Pay, let them pay for their own shit. Because it's our tax money that's paying for that shit, remember? <laughs> go ahead. Tell me about it. But, um, you know, I I personally think that uh, what President Trump is doing in relation to these travel bans and now this this upcoming executive order, 
is necessary considering the situation our country is faced with. It has nothing to do with being xenophobic or fear-mongering or whatever else old uh, sleepy Joe Biden is talking about. And uh, I, got a, I got a nice little nickname for the bastard. Joe, I'm full of shit Biden. Okay? Man suffers from, from Alzheimer's. I, can, I have that feeling. Because the man babbles more than he, than he does coherent talking. Now, you heard mention in that, art, in that last article about Georgia, Tennessee, and South Carolina announcing plans to reopen some businesses and wind down coronavirus stay-at-home orders. Well, the governors of Georgia, Tennessee, and South Carolina Monday afternoon announced new plans to bring their state's economies closer to full force amid signs the coronavirus break, outbreak is slowing. Georgia's governor, Brian Kemp, said certain businesses, including gyms and hair salons, can reopen beginning this Friday. Meanwhile, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee confirmed his state's stay-at-home order, previously extended to April 30th, will end that day. And South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, uh, excuse me, Henry McMaster, said businesses previously deemed non-essential, department stores, flea markets, florists, bookstores, and music shops, could reopen their doors. <clears throat> Lee said, <clears throat> Governor Lee said in a statement, these businesses will open according to specific guidance that we will provide in accordance with state and national experts in both medicine and business. Social distancing works, and as we open up our economy, it will be more important than ever that we keep social distancing as lives and livelihoods depend on it. Kemp said Monday that his state would expand COVID-19 testing and that hospitals <clears throat> were in a position to resume elective surgeries after securing necessary protective personal equipment, or PPEs. Given the, the favorable data, enhanced testing and approval of our healthcare professionals we will allow gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, body art studios, barbers, cosmetologists, hair designers, nail care artists, estheticians, whatever that is, their respective schools, and massage. Oh, here's a, this one I could, I could definitely see reopening. Massage therapists to reopen their doors this Friday. This is what, Kent, what uh, Governor Kemp said. Movie theaters in Georgia will be allowed to reopen and restaurants can resume in-person dining on April 27th, uh, the governor, Governor Kemp said. Bars, amusement parks, and nightclubs will remain closed until further notice, according to the governor. Uh, 
okay, bars and nightclubs, I can understand, but amusement, well, maybe amusement parks because they do draw huge crowds. Okay, never mind. I I was going to say something monumentally silly, but uh, we will avoid doing that. By taking this measured action, we will get Georgians back to work safely without undermining the process we all have made in this battle against COVID-19, Governor Kemp said. Today's announcement is a small step forward and should be treated as such. Monday's announcement came as states were feeling the pressure to roll back social distancing measures and reopen an economy decimated by forced business closures and layoffs. Dozens of protests have sprouted up in front of state capitals and governors' mansions across the country with participants calling for an end to tough restrictions. Uh, Before I continue reading on, here in New York, on April 22nd, from 12 noon Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, outside the State Capitol building in Albany, New York, there will be a protest going on, just so you're aware. Also, be mindful of the fact that Facebook, one of the first social media uh, outlets to announce this, is going to take down any I repeat, any posts that point out protests. Isn't that just ducky? Uh, Forgot where I left off. President Trump last week unveiled a plan for reopening the economy in several phases based on the severity of the outbreak in each state or region. We can begin the next front in our war, which we are calling opening up America again, Trump said during a White House news briefing. To preserve the health of Americans, we must preserve the health of our economy. Now, in South Carolina, McMaster's Executive order allowed stores to open at 5 p.m. Monday, but with requirements to adhere to social distancing guidelines. This is according to WYFF-TV. Beaches can reopen Tuesday. No decision was made about reopening schools or keeping them closed for the rest of the school year. At this point, we're going into May. Personally, I think they they should just remain closed, continue the uh, edu- the online educational process, and uh, play it by ear for September. Now, health officials have warned that allowing businesses to reopen too quickly could result in a spike in COVID-19 cases. That's the risk that we're going to end up taking, whether we do the, whether we start opening up. At different, uh, based on the three phases the White House put out over the weekend, or whether we wait. So, Gunslinger, let me ask you something, brother. If if the result is that we that people could start catching coronavirus later down the road. Or risk take, that that uh, risk it even with the with the with some states re- reopening. 
based on the, their level of the situation. And of course, they would have to base, they would have to utilize whatever uh, one of the three phases of the guidelines uh, would fit their situation. Um, is this a a bad idea that that could create more problems down the road, or b is it a good idea to at least partially try to reopen as many of the states that are not as badly affected as, say, New York, New Orleans, or California. What are you saying? Well, it's going to be like being stuck between a rock and a hard place, like we like to say here in Texas. Okay, they have to reopen in the in the least affected states as soon as they can. Again. This autonomy is, is, is sitting here idling, damn close to idling, okay? Unless you get it and push it and push that throttle up slowly, you just don't want to go into full power, you just want to ease it up, okay? Uh, it, it, you, you should, well, you're going to have to. I mean, is this, a, this is a chance or a risk that you're going to have to take because if the economy doesn't get going... It's boom. You're gonna crash and burn. Okay, <laughs> literally crash and burn. Okay, because all this stuff cannot be, you know, sitting idly by, because companies are losing millions of dollars. Look at the airline. Like I said, they've grounded eighty percent of their fleet. They're losing. <laughs> they're probably losing a hundred million dollars a day, a day. Okay, when birds ain't in the air. Look at the pilots. Look at the flight crew, the engineers, the, the maintenance, all that stuff. And when and then birds are sitting, you don't want to set you don't want to set birds like that. You want them moving them, you know, maintenance or everything being you know, setting just like your car. You don't want your car to sit out there for five years, and not even going out there and start it. Okay, that's the same thing with this. And it's cruise lines, everything, all the all the businesses like that, just not the airlines, uh, the restaurants and everything. Uh, the ranchers, the farmers. I mean, you know, you got you got piling up food, and, the, and the, even with the meat uh, people, uh, they're running the problems too. So you got to you got you to let it go. I mean, you got to let it go uh, because if we don't, <laughs> it, it will crash. We will have a economic collapse because it's teetering on that right now. Unless you push the throttle up and get it going. So it doesn't teeter anymore. Everything slowly brings up. I'd say keep keep the kids out of school, keep the big cities locked down like they are now, because that's where most people, for the more large majority, is like New York. Those are, that's the worst. Okay, well the the cities with the worst ones or cases need to, you know, they need to go just like they are right now. But the other ones, you gotta let them breathe. You gotta let them bring bring it up, because people are getting stir crazy. Not going anywhere, okay? Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Go ahead. Well, <clears throat> the, way I, the way I see it is this, okay? Yes, America needs to reopen its, um, you know, its economy. There are some 
who feel that, oh, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. No. You'll end up causing a spread of coronavirus, and the numbers will go up again, and, and we just can't take that risk. While there's still more than that outnumber the ones that don't want it to be opened, that say we've got to do this. See, if we don't reopen gradually and carefully with certain guidelines in place, then we're, we're asking for trouble. Not an economic collapse like, like some people on another show would, would have you believe. But seriously, we'll end up with a financial problem on our hands you know, that would have everybody kind of wondering what next. Where do I get my next, where am I going to get groceries for the house from? How am I going to pay my rent, my electric, if I'm not working? I know it's, I know it's a, lot, a tall order to ask of everybody in America, but, you know, we've got to hang in there together. It's either we, hang in the, we either hang, hang in there together or we will hang individually by our, by our proverbial financial necks. I know that's not what you want to hear, folks. Okay? But let's face the reality. We've got to reopen the country sooner or later. The risks are going to be the same whether we wait six more months or not. I say six months is a ballpark estimate. So, I don't know. It's, it's, maybe it's just me, but I feel reopening the country now on, as, you know, as much as possible, especially in the states that, that are not affected as badly as, say, New York and other places. You know? No, no ways in the chat room, and he says, Maine had a protest today, and the state Dems shit their <laughs> shit their pants when the people told the press the numbers are fake and the mills are acting like a communist dictator. Stripped all but stripped all but news channels videos. Mainers are pissed big time. Well, yeah, I mean, no way I agree, that, and, and I don't blame them for being pissed. You know, look, not for anything, but I, I, I think it's time to start getting, to have, to have the states that are not affected as badly to, to be allowed to reopen their, their respective states. And plans are going to have to be put in place to reopen New York State. Okay? I just found out this morning. 11.30 this morning, I got a phone call. See, I have a... I'm on a subsidy program, similar to Section 8. 
And the young lady told me, she goes, George, I've got good news and I've got some bad news. Which would you like first kind of thing, you know? And I said, you know, and she told me the good news is everything's good, everything's good to go, uh, but we're you're, we're you're not moving to your new place until June 1st. And that was the bad news. Oh, it was uh, YouTube that that stripped all the news channels videos. <laughs> well, what do you expect? No way. YouTube doesn't want the truth to get out there. They don't want people having an opinion. Why the fuck do you think I stopped using YouTube? Because I'm a conservative. They hate people like me. Free speech doesn't exist on YouTube. Go figure. And that's like Facebook, no way, like I said before. Facebook will take... Uh, okay, you're, you, you, you're, it's, it's way back there, so I'm going to see if I can... Come on, scroll, you dirty name. There it is. Copy link address. <laughs> Sorry, Master. I forgot what country I lived in. My bad. Would you stop? Look, Google owns YouTube. Google wants to track people who have been who have been infected with coronavirus. YouTube hates conservatives. So if they see something that looks conservative, yank. Right, Gun? Absolutely. Yep. Now, now, Gunslinger, you have been incarcerated in YouTube jail more than once. Have you learned your lesson? Little conservative man. Actually, I've never been in uh, YouTube jail. It's Facebook jail now. They, oh, Facebook there. jail. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. I got the. Well, you know, it's not hard to confuse the two. Both will so. will drop your videos, pictures. If it's if it's if it doesn't meet their standards. Well, you were in Facebook jail not once but twice. People that get like me, I was in YouTube jail for ninety days. <laughs> no, love this, everybody. No way in the chat room says I'll take the tracker. They will know every time I go to the bathroom to create a new Democrat. <laughs> okay, yikes, kabibble. 
Now, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Between you, me, and the four winds, I've heard some – I've, I've seen some pretty stupid situations. But for Facebook to say that they will take down and, – and here, no way, and everybody in, in, in the Mixler room. Um, and uh, you're not in the Mixler room there, Dave, but I'll send it over your way. Dave's called in to listen. Which kind of raises an interesting question. If you ain't got no uh, internet, that ain't fair. But hopefully you get to see the uh, screen capture I just sent you. Um, Yeah, but I grabbed that. I downloaded that image. No way. Because, well, I, I screen captured it. Because I know Facebook will eventually take it down. They don't want people to know about these protests. They don't want that information getting out there. They, don't, they being YouTube and the Democrats, don't give a shit. They don't. I mean, uh, honestly, this is this is the kind of stuff that drives me up a wall. America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. First Amendment says freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of religion, freedom to peaceably assemble. Well, do the Democrats give a shit about that? Oh, and uh, Noe just in, just said in the chat in the Mixler chat uh, in regards to Facebook taking down such images, such information, Twitter will do the same thing. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they'll take the, if you post something about about a protest coming up or show any kind of pictures or videos of a protest that you, you that you that, that you saw bye bye they're gone seize you wouldn't want to be you and that that to me is sick because twitter facebook and youtube along with google which owns it we're all create. We're all founded right here in America. How could they not know about the First Amendment? Sweet Mary, Mother of God. How could they not know about the First Amendment? How in the hell could they not know about it? The First Amendment. I'll tell you what, folks. I'll tell you what. I am so tired of this insanity. Uh, they they know about the First Amendment. Okay, 
So trust me, they know. It just only proves what a we're anti-American. Okay, that's that's what proves that these that these groups are. They're commies. Okay, they know what the First Amendment's about. I mean, surely God. I mean, they might be stupid, but they ain't that stupid. Okay, especially the the, the heads up there. You know, like Mark sucking me off, Berg. Okay, they know college educated boys. They know about the First Amendment. Oh yeah, they're just. Just like you, just like I said, they're anti-American. Just like Frankenstein, you know, with the anti-gun and the ride my way, Mr. and Mrs. America with turmoil. And you heard her say that from her own mouth. Okay. Uh, all these, a pig I mean, they're all crooked, commie, communist. Okay. What else? I mean, if you either, you're either for the country or you're against the country. There ain't no fence rider. Okay, you got to be on that side of the fence or on the right side of the fence, which is the right side, by the way. It's our side. But the other side over there, you know, I mean, look around you. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's hilarious. And especially if you're a demo rat. If you're a demo rat, it's even ten times worse because look at what they're doing. Okay, a lot of these demo rats, like that governor in Michigan, I think it was, uh, that's a fucking dictatorship. You can't do that. You can't lock it down like they like they want to because they're power hungry. They want that power. Okay. Anybody that has ever been there, you know, you know, it's like cops or anything. You put a badge on somebody and a gun and the authority that goes behind it, their head gets as big as the goddamn state of Texas. Okay. It it, it just goes to their head. Some do, some don't. You know, smart asses. That's the ones they want that power trip. They're on that power trip. But you know. That's, that's that's the way these idiots are. Idiots. True idiots. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. And uh, I'm showing this on the uh, video platforms because I want you I want you folks at home to know what What's being, what we're showing here is legitimate. Okay? That is for real. Okay? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech. <clears throat> Or the free, or of the press, or of the right of the people. This is the part of the Constitution that uh, the First Amendment that applies to these protesters, like it or not. The right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Hmm. Let's look at that last part one more time. The right of the people to peaceably assemble. Now these protests, I think, maybe I'm wrong here. I don't know. But I think that implies, no, it doesn't imply, it states categorically that the people have the right to peaceably assemble, 
Which means that the second part of this, second line of this, the line after it, which reads, and the, to petition the government for a redress of grievances. We as Americans have the right to petition our government for a redress of grievances. In other words, we, can, we have the right to, to say to the government, Hold on there. You know, kind of like quick draw McGraw, but hold on there. You're going to sit there and tell me, a proud American citizen, that I am not allowed to go and protest that I'm not allowed to peaceably assemble, that I'm not allowed to redress the government, you know it's the state, it's still a government, for redress of grievances. Hmm. Tell you what. Maybe they need to read the First Amendment of the Constitution and understand that what they're telling us is wrong, man. It's totally out in the left fucking field. Only a fool will go out there unprepared. Okay? Now, I'm the kind of person who believes that preparing oneself means, yes, you've got to wear a mask of some kind or a face covering that covers the nose and the mouth. Wearing, you know, making sure you protect yourself. Now, here's the problem. Even with all that protection, even with all that beautifully done protection. And some of these masks are outright creative uh, that people are wearing. Well, gunslinger. You have, right from the Constitution... What it says, how we have the right to free speech, freedom of the press, the right to pe- to peaceably assemble, and to address our, our government for a redress of grievances. Hmm. And and before you answer, uh, let me give you this. No way says you think it's bad now. Just think how bad it would be if Hillary stole the election. I don't even want to think about it. I'm 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 going to end up with a sour stomach just thinking about it. In other words, I'm going to want to barf. No way went on to say that only. Uh, it only applies to left-wing groups, George. 
that trash the streets and burn all the stores. Uh, what applies to left-wing groups? I think I missed something there. And the last thing he said, where I questioned his next-to-last post, hey, you forgot what country this is, man. It's the United States of motherfucking America. Okay, Gunslinger. So, you know, again, what? Why is it so hard for for the for governments to understand that we have the right under the Constitution to address our government for redress of grievances? Why is it so hard for them to understand that we have the right to peaceably assemble? Yes, we're in a we're, we're, coronavirus is out there, but. You can protest practicing social distancing and wearing a mask. And like I said, some of these masks I've seen lately are pretty fucking creative. So at what point did we become George or- did we fall into George Orwell's nineteen eighty four? And why wasn't I told that we did that? Go ahead. It's just the way these fucking idiots are. I mean they, they won't. It's always be me, 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 me uh, with them. But you cannot step on somebody's right to protest like that. I mean, you ought to, you ought to practice, you know, safe distance, distance thing and everything, distance wise. But you know, they can't tell you you can't. Okay, but some of these damn dumbass governors think they can. That's where the problem's going to come in. I mean. You can't come in there. That's a that's a dictator, okay? Uh, that state is run by a dictator. Dictator, dictator. Look at China. Okay, look at all the rest of them. Okay, they can tell their citizens exactly what to do, and you know, over there they shoot you. If you're a dog, they eat you, or a cat. But uh, normally they shoot you, okay, for disobeying their their master. Master, don't shoot me. They can't do that over here because we'd shoot back, okay, literally. And that's probably about the only thing that protects us from them is guns. Remember what I said. The the First Amendment, yes, says you, it's the first one, but the second one should be up there with the first one because the second one protects the first one, okay? You can say whatever you want to, but I have the second right here. Well, actually, I have it on my side right here that protects what I say. And if people don't like it, they can tune out. It's free speech, no matter who likes it. Okay? As long as I don't yell fire in a crowded theater, okay, that's you got to use reason, logic, and common sense, of course. But I will I will say my piece, because this is, this is America. If you don't like it, you get the fuck out of the goddamn country. Okay? Swim, I don't care. There's ships and airplanes leaving every day. Well, might have to wait a little while, but there at least you'll, you'll be on one of them. <laughs> Go ahead. You know how they on some ships they stack those conic those conix boxes, cargo boxes, yeah. Cargo <clears throat> yeah, those cargo containers. They could if there, if there's if there's one open, not you know not full of uh, stuff. 
They can always use one of those as a place to sit and shit. And, you know. The no way says nothing but wishful thinking. Hey, I want to win the fucking lottery and be the sole winner of, of a couple of million bucks. That's not only wishful thinking, that's pie in the sky dreaming. Because I know that ain't, that shit ain't going to happen. Uh, pardon me. I'm sitting here drinking cream soda. Haven't had that. Haven't had cream soda in ages. But I keep forgetting. I pay a price when I when I have cream soda. And you just heard what that price is. Mm. Now let's see here. You know what I haven't done in a while, and I really should do this. I don't have the uh, the intro for it set up on. I'm using XSplit Broadcaster now, instead of OBS Streamlabs OBS for the time being, because I, I I bought a, a year license. Hey, for sixty bucks a year license. I, you know, for the broadcast, it's worth it. Plus, I was, you know, I was very fortunate. Uh, but it's necessary. You know, there are some things that I have to license up and everything else, and it's a good thing. Oh, before I get to that item, let me just quickly go with the, with what No Way said here. He goes, this is true. Saturday night, a man called 911 because of a party next door. And it was unfair because he can't even go to church. Well, that's the other thing, too. In the First Amendment, it says... Okay. It says something about that that the government shall make no laws Hold on a second here. My eyes are a little having a little temper tantrum. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or pro, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Now, maybe someone could explain to me how anyone sitting in their car with the windows up on Easter Sunday, remember this, folks? This happened on Easter Sunday. The police recorded the license plates of every churchgoer so that they could mail the fines, mail the tickets to them accordingly so they could be fined for violating the stay-at-home orders. 
churches were ordered closed. Doesn't the First Amendment protect us? Isn't isn't that the protection the First Amendment offers us? Prohibiting the free exercise thereof as it relates to religion. Gunslinger, did I miss something? Am I misunderstanding what the First Amendment means? Gunslinger. Well, that was a waste of time. I know where he is. Well, you know, it's funny. People are throwing parties in their houses and churches can't even open. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. No way says, but if a pastor bows down to government, people freak out people freak out thinking the church is the only way to God. Um Church is a building. God is not a building. He's not brick and mortar. While it's nice to go and be, it's nice to go to church once in a while, listen to a pastor preach. It's not the begin all and end all. Trust me. I know. But still, the fact is we are not being allowed to go to church. You, you, know, you would think that going to church, even in the, in the way that they did on Easter Sunday, wouldn't be a problem because people need an outlet. They need... They need that that conscious con- they need that contact with God. They need to be able to feel like they're doing something, even if it's only going to pray. Yes, you know you don't have to do that in church. You can stay home and do that, but that's not the point. Now, no way says that he talks to God every day. So do I. And nobody says if he hears me or not, I cannot say. Well, that's where faith comes in. Faith. Beautiful thing. It only has to be the size of a mustard seed. But that's that's big enough for a beginning you know I've been in 12 step recovery going on 26 years 
in a 12-step program that is based in the spiritual, not the religious. Believe me when I tell you, I talk to God every day. I know he's listening. I know he hears me. But that's my faith. My faith in God tells me he listens. That's all there is to it. But the point I'm making here is that when government decides you can't open your church doors, something's wrong. Oh, he hears them all, no way. He hears all the prayers. Trust me, he listens. And yeah, he's keeping you around for a reason. We may not know what that reason is, but he's keeping you around. And that's what counts. All right. We've got approximately just over 17 minutes left in the broadcast. I, uh, I have two callers on, and only and one one caller is listening. The other one went somewhere else. And stayed and is still on the phone line here. Go figure. All right. So here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while. And that's take a look at the fake news of of CNN and MSNBC or as uh some folks call them the Communist News Network and MSLSD or MSDNC. Take your pick. So, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, let me see now. Wow. Browser's a little slow now. Oh, oops, wrong one. And of course, now I screwed that up. All right, but looking at MSDNC or LSD, whichever one you want to call it, Looking at some of the headlines they have here, Trump says he'll win 2020 in a landslide as U.S. death toll tops 42,000. Wow, can they possibly make it more any more obvious that they're 
They're attacking him in a veiled way. And, and of course, they're attacking their competition. Fox News promotes protests of stay-at-home orders while staying at home themselves. MSNBC, you are so pathetic. Like a drug deal, Doc details wild process to protect PPE order from federal confiscation. Now, that's a load of horse hockey. I don't know who they're talking to, but the government's trying to get the PPEs to the people, to, to the hospitals and uh, healthcare officials as much as possible. But the big, bold print on MSNBC or MSDNC or MSLSD, whatever you want to call it, Trump says he is suspending all immigration to U.S. by executive order. Well, yeah, and rightly so. Now, let's see here. Senator Stabnow says deal on new coronavirus relief aid is very close. Gary Cohen says the most affected small businesses should get loans, not the most connected. Why do people have to politicize this shit? It's really ridiculous. Here we go. Rachel Madcow Maddow. Even during a pandemic, Trump can't shake his Obama fixation. Give me a break, Maddow. Sit back, sit down, shut the fuck up. Another one from the Madcow. Pandemic isn't slowing Trump's border wall ambitions. Well, let me see. You've got people crossing the border illegally, possibly bringing coronavirus, possibly being infected with coronavirus, and Trump wanting to close those borders is a bad thing? Incredible. Well, let's take a look at the Confused News Network. Maybe they're not so cryptic. And again, who knows? U.S. monitoring intel North Korean leader is in grave danger after surgery. I know what I'm about to say is probably going to be mean, heartless, and cruel, 
but I don't really give a flying rat's ass what, about Kim Jong-un. I care more about what's happening in my own country. Why why are they why, why are they so worried about this North Korean dictator? Seriously. I could care fucking less. What's happening in America right now to me is more important. Seeing that our country bounces back from from this coronavirus pandemic is far more important to me than what's happening to some dictator in North Korea. Chris Cuomo emerges from self-quarantine to join his family. Wow. That's breaking news, folks, from CNN. There are a lot of people emerging from self-quarantine to to be with their families. You don't see them getting headlines, do you? Talk about self-promotion. Joe Biden's fundraising surged to $46.7 million last month. Who cares? He's not going to win. He's going to lose to Donald Trump. All right, that's enough of that shit. Honest to God, that is just boring shit. Here we go, Tucker Carlson. This ought to prove interesting. Tucker Carlson brought up tonight, some lockdown lawmakers want to stamp out dissent. that clip for you in just a moment, folks. We'll see how it plays out, so to speak. That is, if I can get it to play. Come on, come on. All right, here goes nothing, folks. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. So if you look at the numbers, and on this show we do our best to do that, the most terrifying period of this epidemic appears to be coming to an end, if not already over. The virus, of course, will still infect and sicken and kill many more Americans. Nobody should minimize that. 
But the time for panic, and there was one, is now over. Our greatest fear going into this was that our entire healthcare system might collapse under the strain of new cases. That was a real fear and it was justified. That's why we locked the country down. But that collapse never came and we are grateful for that. The famous curve they told you about has been flattened. In the meantime though, an awful lot of people have been flattened themselves, badly hurt by our government's response. Children are going uneducated. Tens of millions of people have lost their livelihoods. The whole economy is in tatters. Just today, oil futures traded at negative $40. In other words, things are so screwed up that producers couldn't give it away. Keep in mind, we're not talking about overpriced handbags in some boutique. This is petroleum, which we need to keep civilization going. That's a measurement of where we are. Our economy has shrunk to that point, a point we never imagined would be possible. And that's not a small thing. It's a disaster for all of us. So given all of this, it's not surprising and it's not unreasonable that some people would like to loosen the lockdowns. We flattened the curve, let's figure out how to resume our lives. That does not sound crazy because it's not crazy, unless you're the people in charge or their bodyguards in the media, in which case opinions like that are a dangerous threat to your power and must be stamped out immediately. Until recently, for example, some citizens have been using social media, Facebook, to organize demonstrations against the severe lockdowns they're currently living under. Expressing your views about the decisions that politicians make is protected under our Constitution. You could argue, in fact, it's the whole reason we have a Constitution in the first place. It's literally enshrined in the First Amendment, and for a reason. But Facebook doesn't care. Facebook doesn't recognize the U.S. Constitution. It doesn't recognize our country's centuries-old norms. As CEO Mark Zuckerberg explained on ABC, People who complain about the lockdown and organize others to do the same have been removed from the site for, for providing, quote, misinformation. So how do you deal with the fact that Facebook is now being used to, to organize a lot of these protests to defy social distancing, defy the social distancing guidelines in states? Is somebody trying to organize something like that, does that qualify as harmful information? We do classify that as harmful misinformation and we take that down misinformation that's a term that should give you the shivers it's how totalitarian regimes dismiss views that threaten their power that's the country we're suddenly living in the state of new jersey recently issued criminal charges against a woman called kim pagan her crime organizing a protest against the lockdown in other words she criticized the governor of new jersey so his employees had her arrested are you comfortable with that our leaders are comfortable with it they applaud it it makes life easier when your critics shut up and go to jail. They like that. In Elizabeth, New Jersey, the mayor there is using unmanned drones to spy on citizens and make certain they obey. That sounds like something they do in China. And they do. In fact, the drones are literally from China. They're made by a Chinese company called DJI. The company has donated them to 22 American states to control unruly voters. It seems obvious those drones must be sending data back to their masters in China the Pentagon believes they are. They've banned their use. But the mayor of Elizabeth doesn't care. The drones are helping him consolidate his power. He's for them. Over in New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio doesn't seem to have drones just yet. He may. But for now, he's got the next best thing. Eight million potential snitches all working for him. De Blasio has ordered his citizens to spy on their neighbors and report their neighbors if they behave in unapproved ways. Needless to say, it should make you very nervous when politicians leverage your fear to make themselves more powerful. They ought to terrify you when they start arresting people for the crime of disagreeing with them. Our media exist 
to push back against these kinds of dangerous excesses. That's why we have the First Amendment. Are we watching a flou d'etat? The press ought to be asking that question. They should get to the bottom of it, but they're not. Instead, they're cheering on the repression. Watch MSNBC explain how anyone who disagrees with the politicians they like is, needless to say, a racist. What is it that they're trying to channel here? Is this, is this sort of neo-confederacy? And what the hell does that have to do with a pandemic? America first is a phrase that was used by Charles Lindbergh and the, the Nazi sympathizers uh, in 1939, 1940, 41. It became President Trump's uh, rallying cry. You have that on the right. When I look at these protests, what I see are a bunch of white people essentially saying, oh, it's affecting those people, so why do I have to change my life for them? Let's be honest about what they are. They are the Fox News, Nazi Confederate, death cult rump of the Republican Party. It's not that hard, unfortunately, to, to turn a health crisis into a racial ethnic crisis. I think that what they're saying quite clearly, when you see the numbers, when you see the statistics, when you see the CDC data is, I want more black and brown people to die. Like, that, that can't, if you want the government to open up, then you want more black and brown people to die. Joy Reid is the biggest race baiter on cable. Can you imagine putting that garbage on your TV channel in the middle of a pandemic, whipping people into a frenzy of paranoia and hate on the basis of zero evidence? So irresponsible, it's hard to believe it's happening. But here's the bigger theme, and you may be sensing it. Certain people would like to use this moment to elevate themselves and crush you. On The View today, host Joy Behar complained that not enough rights have been abolished during this pandemic. Exercising the right to bear arms, she said, should be treated going forward as a felony. Why are you bringing guns to a rally? You want to call yourself protesters, leave your guns home. Those are terrorists who bring guns to things, to rallies. I don't trust that at all. And don't listen to these people. These people should stay off television until they can get some critical distance and some wisdom. Something awful, you're watching it here, and threatening has been unleashed inside many of the people who lead this country. This isn't the media making excuses for fascist behavior. This is the media demanding more fascism now, immediately. The sad thing is what they could be doing. We have protests against lockdowns across this country. You may like them, you may not. But what does that tell you? Why are they happening? Did Rush Limbaugh do all that? No, he didn't. Here's the truth. If Americans had confidence that the government's response to this virus was wise and thoughtful and thoroughly rooted in science, they probably wouldn't be protesting against those decisions in the numbers they are. But they don't believe that, and they don't believe it for good reason. When the state of Michigan bans joint replacements, but encourages abortions and lotto ticket sales, you know more than science is going on here. No epidemiologist recommended that. There's something else. But you wouldn't guess that from watching most shows on television. The media are not bothering to report on what we really know or don't know about the virus. It's fascinating, but they're ignoring it. And they're certainly not holding anyone in power to account. They're not explaining the science of why it's necessary to close pools and parks and beaches all summer. Why it's scientifically required to tell citizens to snitch on their neighbors. They're not even addressing that. Instead, they're lashing out at the insolence, how dare they, of their fellow citizens for failing to silently accept it all. Many of the media seem to be enjoying this crisis, and they are. It's been a great opportunity to talk at great length about their all-time favorite subject, which is themselves. 
and how much more impressive they are than you. Here's that weird little guy on CNN. It wasn't until um, this Friday night that I hit a wall. And that's when the tears came. So we have nothing to compare this with. So it can be incredibly alarming. It can be incredibly depressing. Media can help. Making media can help. But the emotions are real for everybody. They're a big part of the story. Oh, barf. This is a guy who got a special exemption to the government quarantines he so fervently supports for other people. All of us in the media got that exemption, by the way. This is a guy who's working in a high-paying job when tens of millions of Americans are not working at all. Please be quiet. Your tears are not, quote, a big part of the story, and neither are you. For God's sakes, please stop talking about yourself. It is unsufferable. But they can't stop. The most consistent byproduct of privilege, always and everywhere, is narcissism. So it's not surprising that our pampered overlords just cannot shut up about themselves. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doesn't make sense as a person until you learn that she grew up as Sandy Ocasio in an affluent suburb of Westchester and then went on to get some silly pointless degree at a silly pointless private college. Of course she did. It's so obvious once you know it. Thank you, Wikipedia. She is a child of privilege. She's not some kid from the streets. Someone who actually grew up in the Bronx would be far too embarrassed to drone on about herself on Instagram. Please. Suddenly, people like Sandy Ocasio seem to have a lot more power than they did before this pandemic arrived from China. That's at least as scary as the virus itself, and its effects will last much, much longer. You have a right to lawfully push back against that, and you should. You know, I'm glad that uh, Tucker Carlson mentioned where she actually grew up because I brought this up on this broadcast months and months and months ago. She did not grow up in the Bronx. She was not bused from the Bronx to schools in Westchester County. I know the system. I know how it works. There is no agreement with the school systems in the Bronx to transport children all the way up to Westchester County, especially in the area of into Yorktown Heights. Unfreaking believable. And yes, the media, like that that drone piece of garbage, uh, Seltzer. I'm sorry, but. The guy's got about as much credibility as a, as a piece of crumpled paper on, on the ground. To sit there and, and talk about himself like that constantly is insane. Now, I cite some life experiences that I've had. There are some that there are some folks that tell me it's not all about you, George. No, but I'm citing examples from my own life. So, you know, in 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 accordance to whatever stories are out there, I don't do it all the time. I try not to, but when I do, I try to make it as quick as possible. The simple fact is, the media is not our friend. 
CNN and MSNBC, the New York Times, the New York Daily News, the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, and so many others, they have this incredible one-track mind. They have this unbelievably one-track mind that says, We're right, you're wrong, screw you. Well, I'll tell you what, between you, me, and the lamppost, when the mainstream media is lying to you incessantly, attacking the President of the United States for doing his job and doing it well, that should say... That says everything right there. That speaks volumes right there. Firefox News Online exists because of initially a, a, a desire and a dream to get back into broadcasting. It grew into a network that, in, that hopes to inform, that hopes to talk about the headlines and the stories of the day that affect each and every one of us in one way or another. The coronavirus pandemic affects everyone of every walk of life, whether you're the poorest of the poor or the richest of the rich, whether you're a member of Congress, a member of the Senate, or the guy picking up the garbage at the curb, that you put out the night before or that morning. doesn't matter whether you're highly educated or dumb as a tree stump. This coronavirus pandemic is affecting everyone in one way or another. Whole families have been devastated by loss. But there's one thing that is clear. The numbers regarding the number of dead, the number of recovered, there's there's somewhat of a miscue in there somewhere. If a person dies of natural causes, they blame it on coronavirus. If a person dies of a heart attack or an aneurysm, it's blamed on coronavirus. And that's got to stop. That's got to stop. Unless, it, unless the person actually died of coronavirus, their death should be, should be listed as natural causes. It should be listed as anything but connected to coronavirus if they never had the coronavirus to begin with. The sad reality is that's what's happening. And it's got to stop. Unfortunately, we've gone into overtime on Blog Talk Radio. I uh, wasn't really planning on it. But I want to take this opportunity to thank Gunslinger, Mike from Louisiana, No Way, and Iggy Mom, and, of course, my friend Dave over uh, up there in the Canadian Way for tuning in tonight.
and all of you watching and listening by archives. Firefox News Online is dedicated to bringing you the, the very best information for discussion. And it is my hope that tonight we have fulfilled that obligation. Firefox News Online will return for the Tuesday night edition at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. I'm George Sinzer, and for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Before I finish out closing tonight, one last quick thing here. Uh, no Way uh, is asking me if I saw his last video. Uh, not yet, buddy, but I plan on watching it soon. Um, I do plan on seeing it soon, so count on it. In the meantime, as I always say when I close up this puppy, y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, don't name it after me. And let's remember, with all of this stay-at-home stuff, with all this self-quarantined, over the next nine months, watch out. There's going to be a baby boom. <laughs> I can see it coming. So, take care, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next edition of Firefox News Online. Fair, balanced, and always responsible. Now, let me see here. Uh, uh, let me see now. Uh, click that. And that. Hey. Down, boy. All right. Here goes the close. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. You can catch the links to Firefox News Online's broadcast by going to facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks. Hey, we'd like to hear from you, so send your comments to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, any stories or topic ideas you might have, We'd like to hear from you. Send to WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. Again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. Be done. <laughs>